Good evening and welcome back to News with Nick. And this week, it is actually News with Nick. Thank you for filling in for me last week, Tom. You did a great job. I but tried the master heart. is back where he belongs. I know. Back I couldn't in the hot seat. Couldn't fill the shoes, you know. Glad That's you could right. finally turn up this week, Nick. <laughs> yeah, in my own house. It's yeah. great to see. Okay. Oh, man, I'm keen. <laughs> That's going to be a recurring know, theme. Mate. Me versus my own soundbites. I don't get the pleasure like you do, mate. But anyhow, with all that, welcome back to This Week in Aviation. First bit of news surrounds Qantas's international network growth plan over the next few years. From late October this year, Qantas will add nearly 1 million seats to its international network while boosting extra flights, more aircraft and new routes as it restores capacity back to pre-COVID levels in line with the strong travel demand experienced over the past year. Now, for all information on the new flights, I suggest looking at QantasNewsroom.com for information, but let me read out some of the highlights from the announcement. Number one, Sydney to New York via Auckland. It's going to begin next month with two more Dreamliners still yet to be delivered to Qantas. And from the 29th of October, we will see these flights increasing frequency to four times a week. Number two, Qantas returns to China. Now, yes, I know Qantas is already flying to Hong Kong on a mix of A380 and A330 aircraft from Sydney, but QF29 and 30 returns in a few days, linking Melbourne and Hong Kong, while Sydney to Shanghai flights will recommence in October, reinstating the first Qantas flight back to the mainland. Isn't Hong Kong already part of China now, or have they not, not dominated yet? No. Um, I will explain that. That was completely in- unnecessary. <laughs> now, to clarify also, we haven't actually mentioned to the listeners at home, but Christos, because he's hard at work getting prepared to smash out his CPL, he's actually joining us from exams. home. Exams, yes. So he's Hello, everybody. Us. Yes. It's going well so far. <laughs> we'll see. Two more minutes in. I'm sure he'll <laughs> have something to say. All right. And, and an unfortunate last-minute flight cancellation, so I want to apologize. Oh, oh, you can't go it. an episode without it. You can't go the news without it. No, look, I think it's great. Hong Kong back open officially. Like, the, the signs are there. Look how much traffic there is, even from Qantas, the Australian airline, let alone the rest of the carriers that serve Hong Kong to Australian routes. Cathay Pacific. That's right. Yeah. You reckon they'll overtake Singapore in terms of traffic? Um, like Melbourne, Hong Kong versus Melbourne, Singapore? No. Not, not passenger traffic. Cargo traffic, Yes but not passenger traffic. Yeah. That, that's what I think. Um, once again, I'll go through the reasons behind that in the actual episode. Keep a, keep an eye out this coming Monday for episode eight on Hong Kong International Airport. We'll go through all things Hong Kong there. I'm Ever. excited. Return back to the news. Uh, we haven't done yet. feel very good. It does. Thank you very hey, much, Hong Christos. Kong, wait. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. Well, thanks for cutting me off there, Ross. Very excited. <laughs> Anyhow, in line with Qantas's international network growth plan, there is huge capacity boost for Tokyo and Singapore, with these cities seeing at least one daily Qantas flight from Melbourne, Sydney and Brisbane. It's worth noting that the Melbourne and Brisbane flights will be moved from Tokyo Haneda Airport over to Narita from October. I don't know why, but I suspect... It has something to do with Qantas hearing Ross's legendary Narita Airport episode last <laughs> fortnight. If you haven't checked that out yet, be sure to do so. It's on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast from. I think it's from. A, it'll be there. 
Because making money is actually a good thing. And if you think that was controversial, ladies and gentlemen, this is the most controversial thing out of this entire announcement. Qantas will initially wet lease two Finnair A330 300s to deploy only between Sydney, Bangkok, and Singapore from late October. Basically meaning Qantas will not fly will not only fly a Finnair hard product on these routes, but they will also utilize Finnair pilots and cabin crew. It's worth noting, though, that the food and beverage options will remain under Qantas control, as well as the IFE and things like baggage allowance. From late 2025, the aircraft will be dry leased for a further three years, with Qantas pilots and cabin crew operating these flights, now with Qantas claiming that it creates new jobs and promotional opportunities. I mean, what do we think about this? What a way to finish off the the headlines there. (laughs) Surely not. So can I just ask you to repeat that again? Oh God! <laughs> what what co- what kind of control will Qantas have over that? Sorry. Yeah, what's the level of control if it's wet leased? If it's wet leased, they, from what I've heard, they control the food. They control um, their own like baggage allowances and all that sort of stuff. Um, and on top of that, they control. I think. That that's about it from my memory. All the all the crew and all the um, the hard product is all Finnair. The crew and the pilots are all Finnair. The rest are Qantas. Wow, Finnair. They'll be. You know what? All the crew will be bidding to go on that so, on, on these trips because there will be a huge uh, opportunity to go over to Australia for a few weeks. Sorry, Christos. Go so on. that's leg- that's no. I was just going to say that's legit a code share with some cherries on top. Like. It's essentially the equivalent, except, well, yeah, I, I want to point out the Nonstop Dan video where, or was it Nonstop Dan or was it Trek Trendy, where he went on a Qatar Airways flight that was actually a Finnair A350 and everything was Finnair except that the seat was sold as a Qatar ticket for the whole aircraft other than, uh, hey, other than three business buses. Well, that's actually what Finnair are doing at the moment because they can't, they're heavily restricted, as we've said many times in the podcast. Because of their geographical flying. position. The, yeah. Right. So actually, if you look at Finnair at the moment, they're doing a hell of a lot of flights to Doha because they're one world partners, Finnair and Qatar Airways. So they're using Doha actually as a hub so that shipping people from Helsinki down to Doha and then using Qatar's fleet network to push them out east, west, wherever they want to go. Wow. More so I don't like the Doha. direction that it's heading. So, would you say Nick, that, that of Qantas that. utilizing Finnair and their aircraft this is more benefiting Finnair than it is Qantas? Well, it it benefits both because Finnair have more aircraft than they need at the moment, purely because of that geographic that geographical location and what they can do utilizing their aircraft. Um, and also, Qantas need aircraft because if we remember, there are two Qantas A three thirties that have been taken out of service that have gone to Dresden to become freighters. Did not know that. Mm. I do now. So now Hang on. Up. Sorry, I just want to go backwards a little bit because we. I think it was Tom that just mentioned we know geographically with how uh, Finnair is located. How did they go through COVID? Like COVID, pretty much, let's be honest, the world was shut down. There was hardly any international flights going, so how the hell did they survive it? And they survived it pretty well. Well, they, 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 they survived it like any other airline did through through government support. Yeah, it's worth noting um, that even though the, the last five years have melted, melted, well, three years have melted into one, it's, it is worth noting that the war between Russia and Ukraine started predominantly after 
the our airline industry had began to recover from the COVID nineteen pandemic. So that that in some ways independent incidents for Finnair. They didn't happen yeah. directly at the same time. It's it's, it's are there it's any what, are there airlines there or is it just Finnair? Well, Finet Finet's the main one. You could you could claim SAS, mm. uh, which, which, SAS is, which is, is Scandinavian. Um, but they're from from my understanding, their route network is more towards um, over the Atlantic, which isn't affected. Nord, um, I don't know, maybe not okay. Nord. <laughs> Nord Nord VPN. Yeah, NordVPN, <laughs> which leads us no checking. <laughs> not our sponsors. Yeah. Sponsor us NordVPN. Yeah, don't use them. Oh. Oh, nice! Oh. And then if and then then if they have to go with us, because then we'll revert our statements. Exactly. Nice. That's that's what we that's what we call sponsorship blackmail. Yes. Very nice. Take I, the, okay. Oh man, I'm keen. I can't, oh, man, I'm I can actually going to break you, Nick. By the end of this, I, I can't. <laughs> I can't deal with Tom doing sound bites of my own voice while no. I'm here. Oh, mate. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. No. Makes you feel very good. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I wouldn't say oh, okay. so. All right, all right. Mm. Settle down, fellas. Let's move on to the second item of news because we got to head over to Europe. Actually, we're already in Europe. We're talking about Finna. Mm. But the European Commission has objected to the Korean Air and Asiana merger. That's right. Europe is trying to prevent an airline merger happening on the other side of the world in Asia. Now, the premise for the European Commission is that the merger will bring in reduced competition between South Korea and the European economic area. So the EEA, that's specifically France, Germany, Italy, and Spain. Additionally, it could reduce the provision of cargo services between South Korea and the EEA. Furthermore, the merger of Asiana and Korean Air would represent one of the largest mergers of full-service carriers ever, which would lead to increased ticket prices and decreased service quality. However, this statement by the European Commission does not prejudge the results of the dispute because Korean Air can respond back to the Commission before it makes its final decision on August the 3rd. Anyhow, I'm going to open it up. Asiana, Korean Air, the saga continues with that merger. Mm, It's got a bit of uh, spirit jet blue about it, but on an international scale. Do you reckon that's that's a good call, actually, spirit jet blue? That's also a bit... Up in the air at the moment in terms of uh, competition laws. And I wonder what the European Union thinks of that. Probably completely irrelevant, but then you would have thought the same about Korean Air. I don't know. Well, Korean Air would be the, the reason why um, the reason why the European Union, well, the European Commission, sorry, sorry yes, yeah, sorry, uh, intra- are more worried about this is because it actually affects competition in Europe because Korean and Asiana fly into Europe. And I think it's more from a cargo perspective as well in terms of if you've got one airline coming in from South Korea rather than two, then obviously, as we've said many times, the prices go up. And South Korea is a big exporter of electronics, um, steel from my understanding. it's uh, Automotive is another one, but I dare say that probably goes through via shipping rather than air. But yeah, a big exporter, predominantly of electronics, so... Mm. My question is, do you think that the merger will happen? Do you think that it will go ahead? That's what I was going to ask. And also, who's the struggling party? The struggling party is Asiana. Yeah, fair. And Korean won a 63% stake in it. So majority share. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Um, but I wonder if we'll have a bit of an New Zealand buying answer vibe about it. Like, 
It's not. They're not that dying. Are they? They're not that like on the downward trend, are they, Asiana? They are. They're making really? pretty big losses. Yeah. That's I so was going to say Asiana would be. Asiana would be like, I cannot work under these conditions. Under <laughs> these conditions. Yeah, except they're not French. Under uh, these conditions. They. That is huge. <laughs> God. That's really that's staying in as well. Chris <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, oh, thanks for interrupting me there, Nick. Wasn't <laughs> oh. even me. Anyhow, yeah, sorry. Before we get a bit silly, that wraps up the news for this fortnight. I've only had two things. I've been very busy, but for now, goodbye. <laughs>